0: I won't ask you to forgive me. Gonna go down, you're gonna come
1: with me. Hello Minnesota and welcome to the Sue Jeffer Show. I'm John Gilmore in for our Lady of the Airwaves who's taken the day off to enjoy a spectacular Saturday afternoon. September 1st at the Minnesota, the great Minnesota get-together, the State Fair, and I hope she has a great time and doesn't suffer from heat stroke, because it's hot out there, but it's going to be, maybe, even hotter in here. I've got a great show, I've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to be a little more unvarnished and unfiltered uh, than usual, ladies and gentlemen. Some people think that filter doesn't exist, it does, um, but I'm all out of you-know-what's to give. And, Stan, what's our delay? Five seconds, ten? I don't even know if I want to tell you how much we got because you'll probably take it to the limit. No, actually, the it I sounds. won't. It, it'll help me It'll help me stay in bounds because it's I'm never good. I'm pretty quick on the button, so, so good, I, I, good. I'm, I'm hovering over it as we speak. All right, Hovercraft. That's uh, Stan Poggle, the producer of the Sue Jeffer Show. And, Stan, did you go to the fair? Let's get that out of the way. I actually went uh, last night, saw the uh, former lead singer of Journey. It was a good show. Excellent. It seems like they've had a lot of good musical acts and I'm not Minnesotans can divide into two groups people who really like the fair and those who don't care for it I'm in the latter group but I think what I realized this fair season is that what I really object to is this insipid ridiculous juvenile saturation coverage from our local media and then it dawned on me that given their relative lack of talent it's a perfect match between reporter and subject. So they're really um, in their element covering the state fair because anything more complicated, anything more sophisticated, and certainly anything more controversial, they shy away from. Uh, If they can't mail it in, it doesn't get in. And that includes uh, not covering legitimate news stories that will frequently be picked up by the national press. And at least in the Twin Cities, I can't speak for all of Minnesota, but more often than not, Greater Minnesota will take its lead from uh, the Twin Cities news outlets, not always, no disrespect to the other uh, news markets, Duluth, Rochester, St. Cloud, um, Faribault, you know, you can go on and on. But in the Twin Cities, we have repeatedly a media that simply has to be dragged kicking and screaming to anything uh, that damages their candidates. And, you know, I may be a broken record, but here goes. Media have chosen sides, and so you should consume, quote-unquote, their product accordingly. And in fact, we have a spectacular example of that going on, just finishing, in the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. And John McCain is, is 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 finally dead. I mean by that, he, I believe, uh, fought a brain tumor for about a year. And everyone has respect for people, no matter the age, when they're trying to to live and survive, and and that should not be disrespected in the slightest, nor should his military service. Let's dispense with that. Um, You can bring it, you know, you can take that up to President Trump with what he meant when he said, I prefer heroes who aren't captured. That's not any baggage I have to carry, and I'm not going to in what I have to say. And I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, you can call in at 651-989-5855, And tell me that I'm wrong, tell me that I'm full of it, you know, knock yourselves out. But the appalling display of the uniparty and the amoral, cretinous national media praising John McCain is literally uh, something that I couldn't watch too much. But I felt like standing in a corner, I got splashed by mud. from from passing vehicles. It was over the top. McCain uh, should have had a dignified funeral. It should not have been an occasion to trash Donald Trump. That's all it was. It makes the Wellstone Memorial, for those of us old enough to remember that debacle, it makes the Wellstone Memorial look dignified and restrained. It was completely out of control. The, the, the media were orgasmic in, in their coverage. I mean, really? Tina Smith praising John McCain, Esme Murphy, IQ of seven, clapping like a, a trained seal? Who watches local television anyway? Uh, it beats me. But that's the kind of reportage that we're getting across the board. And I've never understood why we can't speak over the dead. Why do they get an exemption? I understand decency and respect. I understand maybe a brief interregnum, uh, but this funeral and its various components have been going on for days and days and days. Please, I didn't sign up for the social shibboleth that I can't speak ill of the dead. If it's warranted, speak ill or speak well if that's how you view the decedent. It's healthy, it's normal. Because I can tell you if those people weren't dead, They'd be speaking ill of the dead. They didn't think particularly highly of, and I don't think highly of John McCain. And he was a terrible politician, reprehensible, vile, shallow, bitter, fragile. Again, I'm not going to be, you know, deflected into his service. I don't think it can be criticized. I don't think it should be criticized. You spend time in the Hanoi Hilton, no thanks. And he waited until all of his fellow prisoners of war were released before he, an admiral's son, took the release. That's bulletproof, no pun intended. That's, that's admirable and, and sterling. It doesn't give him a pass for criticism of his decades-long career. The guy who lied to his voters running for years and years to repeal Obamacare, despite Trump, killed it in the Senate. Thanks, John. Or that fake ad. This should resonate with the uh, Minnesota Republican establishment. A fake ad. Let's tell the rubes what they'll want to vote for us. Didn't turn out so well August 14th, and I am going to get to that. So we have in John McCain a complete encapsulation of the ruling class and of the Uniparty, and they are all literally right there at the National Cathedral. It's sickening, and you're being gaslit, ladies and gentlemen. You're being asked to swallow this narrative whole, and you'll be the bad guy or the bad gal if you dissent, if you object, if you say, well, wait a minute. What, what was that Keating 5 thing? That wasn't too squeaky clean. Didn't he just narrowly dodge being indicted? Yes. Well, what else besides the Obamacare repeal that he single-handedly sabotaged because he's petty Well, he had that fake ad, build the dang wall. He doesn't want the wall built. That was just an ad for the Rubes in Arizona to keep reelecting him. McCain-Feingold, that's about as frontal attack on the First Amendment and your political speech rights as you could possibly dream up. Fortunately, mostly dismantled by a Supreme Court, which wouldn't be looking like the way it is now and next week with Judge Kavanaugh's Senate confirmation hearings, if Hillary had won. These things have consequences they don't want you to notice. John McCain was part and parcel of the uniparty that hollowed out our manufacturing and industrial base, cratered much of the middle class, and insisted that we should enjoy it. Because as I wrote once, your flat screen TV from China is cheaper. Yeah. So... Excuse me if I dissent from the groupthink, from the mindless, across-the-board insanity of praise for the late John McCain, God rest his soul. I don't need Tina Smith blowing smoke about this guy. And in visiting with Stan before I got on air, tends to cut it awfully close, by the way, Stan said, where were all these people during his life? Good question, ladies and gentlemen. Where were all these admirers? Well, they didn't exist this is purely opportunistic with the republican swamp eager to join in in praising mccain to trash trump look it doesn't work go ahead trash trump all you like that's fine it doesn't work it's just a little abject to see it also concentrated in the span of a few days and in the time length of a funeral service at the National Cathedral. I don't even know what random Protestant denomination that is, but with Pope Francis, this lapsed Catholic. Better be careful. It's very frustrating to see Republicans go all in in order to damage the president. I don't think it will, but we have to put up with it in the meantime. And what you're seeing is the reaction of the professional political class. Trump's an outsider. And he's doing a far better job than all of them. What do we get? And he pointed it out with Hillary, but applies to all of them, both sides of the aisle. I'm a lifelong career politician. Please keep reelecting me so that I can solve these problems created by lifelong career politicians. You know, at, at some point, the light bulb went off over enough American voters' heads. And they said, you know, get me rewrite. Let me out of this movie theater. It's on, it's on loop. And they went with Trump. Not to destroy things, but to actually deliver for a change on what was promised during the campaign. I've said consistently the one thing that is most threatening to the ruling class and to the uniparty is Donald Trump keeping his campaign promises. That's game over. I mean, if those rubes in the voting booth get used to the idea that what you say when you're campaigning, you have to follow through on. Um, it, it's really troubling for them. Suddenly we have phone calls, and the first one up is Rick. You're on the Sue Jeffers show. Welcome.
2: Howdy. Howdy. Yeah. Uh, you know, all these people are up there saying they're honorable men. If this guy was – I don't like McCain. Never have. Okay. If he was so honorable, why did not he resign or retire – When he was told his prognosis, he knew knew what it was.
1: Amen. Great, great point, Rick.
2: You know, uh, who's paying for everything that's going on now? This is not little dollar stuff.
1: That's Cindy McCain. She's heiress to um, a beer distribution family. Um, As she said, her parents earned it the old-fashioned way. They worked hard for it, and I think Uh, that's the case. But I'm sure that this is being picked up. According to protocol, what it costs and who's paying for it, in my view, Rick, is the least of our concerns. But I really thank you for making that point. I have to take a break. Yes, go ahead, quickly.
2: As as long as eventually I don't pay for it. I didn't like the man.
1: Right. No. Good point, Rick. I
2: think he was dishonorable.
1: Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. I'm John Gilmore. In for Sue. 651-989-5855 if you'd like to call. Twin Cities News Talk. AM 1130 and Twin Cities News Talk.com.
0: And that
1: welcome I don't back, want ladies and gentlemen. John Gilmore in for Sue Jeffers. We've got callers on the line, so I'm going to get out of the way. Thank you all for holding during that break. First up is Kevin wanting to talk about the late Senator McCain. Kevin, welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show.
3: Yeah, thanks, I'm driving here in the Twin Cities, and uh, yeah, I basically agree with you, the mainstream media just really painted him as a flawless man, you know, and they're still doing so, Uh, you know, and God forgive me if I'm wrong, you know, Matthew 7-1, don't judge, but to me, he just symbolized just a a real political correctness, you know, he's just like a poster child for politics in Washington, D.C., you know, and that's why I think he made it for 36 years, you know, just being a rigid, politician, you know, and he uh, elected over and over and over for not doing, shaking anything up. I remember when he ran for president, he said he wanted to shake things up, but I just didn't see that either in, in the way he went about it, you know?
1: Yeah, so, no, I I, I I agree with you, Kevin. What's interesting as well is that when he did run for president, these same uh, Pharisees and hypocrites in the media, the fake media, remember, President Trump has said it is the fake media that is the enemy of the people. He's absolutely 100 percent right. You will hear the media, surprise, dissemble and lie and say, well, he says the media is the enemy. Absolutely not. And it's a distinction with a huge difference. But, Kevin, when he ran for president... Obama accused him of being a closet racist and a bigot. All the old name-calling from the left was deployed against McCain. And here are these hypocrites, uh, Obama giving a a eulogy for shame, uh, and he trashed him when it was politically convenient. What the media are telling us, I think, Kevin, is that we're supposed to um, not have noticed any of this before, and we're supposed to have... Uh, suspended our disbelief and and accept that narrative but I think there's people like you and others out there who are left shaking your head and and scratching it
3: yeah and then the last thing thank you is uh, you know when Trump said that um, you know I like people that don't get caught you know that was one of the reasons I voted for Trump because you know I, I thought can he say that because the media as I think you know is just so politically correct you know, a person has a right to like people who don't get caught. That's his preference, you know. But it's just all painted that he's this perfect guy. And uh, anyway, keep up the good work, and, I, I, yeah, I like your show today. So.
1: Thanks very much, Kevin. Appreciate yeah. that a great deal. Next up is Vincent. Vincent, you're on Our Lady of the Airwaves, Sue Jeffers. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Are you in Hawaii? From St. Paul. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, Welcome. St. Paul, Minnesota. Welcome. Uh, thank you.
1: I live there, too.
2: I don't know about other Vietnam vets, but you haven't made me happy today on Labor Day holiday. Uh, I was in a USS Oklahoma City, and we went into today and bombed them. We went up north, tried to save a a flyer, and went down to help the Marines down south. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for your service. Thank you. from the 60s until later conflicts and up until September 11th, Vietnam vets were thought highly of, and over the years, reputation has gotten better. Vincent,
1: if you, inter- right if you don't mind me, if you don't...
2: You're trashing Vietnam vets.
1: I'm not trashing anyone, Vincent. That's Benson.
2: the way it sounds. Wait, uh, let the man be buried, first of all. He's not even done yet. Wait until... Next week or something like that, mm-hmm. and come on and talk. Mm-hmm. Right now he's being buried. You insulted his family, my God Almighty.
1: What are they doing, Vincent? Who? His family. Have that's, you paid that's attention? Not
2: to the family. That's the family's business. <laughs> they that's
1: get. Business. They get to throw. A- they get to throw a punch, and we have to sit quietly. Why? And let me correct sit you, sir. There. Let me vi- shut up. Vincent, Goodbye. Vincent, Sorry, Vincent. God that bless was: America. God bless America. I already thanked you for your service, and I'm going to re-listen to this when it's on podcast, Dan, because the last thing I did was insult Senator McCain's service, nor would I, and that goes for any and every vet. And he's exactly right. I was going to try and tell him that uh, the Vietnam vets weren't just ignored. they were treated horribly. By the 60s generation, by John Kerry, Jane Fonda, you know the drill, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm sorry that Vincent took what I said in any way as disrespectful toward um, a veteran currently or, you know, from any war. And and in fact, you know, the president's trying to get uh, the remains of the brave men who fell in the Korean War. So I I think, my friend, that you're off on that one. I hope you see your way clear. I realize you don't like me talking about McCain in a critical way. I'm getting a lot of feedback already saying thank you because a lot of people feel similarly. And guess what? We don't have to like what other people say. It's just a fact. And you can turn off the show, and you can hang up, and that's cool. That's good. And that's the way it should be. But the idea that we can't talk when we're forced to look to um, this – very wide and very deep propaganda narrative that flies in the face of how this man lived his life as a politician. That's fair game. That's the lifeblood of our democracy. What is it? Guys in Darkness? Next up is Amy. Amy, welcome to the Sue Jefferson Show.
4: Hey, I'm sorry that he just treated you that way. I thought you were very respectful. I wanted to thank you because nobody else is talking about this, and this is very upsetting to me. The media loved him because he threw the election to Obama. He laid down for Obama. When that woman got up on, and said he was an Arab, of course Obama was not an Arab, but McCain did not have to go in, to defend the guy, call him a family man, and basically campaign for the guy. And Obama did a lot of damage to this country. A
1: lot of damage. Um, I would certainly agree with you and I think um, whoever said on November 8th 2016 no Obama no Trump got it about as right as you could with with so few words. Um, it is a reaction to what we saw in eight years of and of an agenda, let's put it this way, of an agenda that fundamentally didn't like American and Americans, didn't like the culture that we've created, didn't like our accomplishments. Um, we now have a movie coming out about Neil Armstrong, first man, Ryan Gosling, the Canadian. And there's no planting of the American flag because I don't know. It was the third world that got us onto the moon. We can't say America because somebody's feelings are going to be hurt. Not so much that, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's because anything that makes America great is to be denigrated. And it's a very um, vicious and invidious um, agenda. But that's not what you called about, Amy. Um, I appreciate that comment. And I do think that John McCain really didn't give it his all in 2008. And that's to be regretted. Next up is Sue. Sue, welcome to The Sue Jeffers Show. Sue, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, thank you.
4: Yeah, I just wanted to say I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've been so sick of listening to commentators, even people I respect, saying, oh, you can't speak ill of the dead. I don't care. You know, he his political life, and again, I'm not talking about his Vietnam career, but he, he – he spent his political life stabbing Republicans in the back, mm-hmm. and you know by the, and this whole thing has been so tacky. It's gone on so long, and that funeral was so long. I didn't listen to it, but I heard time was to start and end. And um, by on by Friday, when they were saying that he was laying in state in the rotunda of the Capitol, I thought. Good God, he must be stinking by
1: now. <laughs> well, okay, there's, there's, there, there's modern funerary practices. <laughs> Didn't you ever watch Six Feet Under? Um, no. Um, I, I, lying in state is perfectly fine, the honors and the accolade. What's unfortunate is the service today has turned into a vicious, disgraceful attack on a sitting president, All of those people in the National Cathedral were defeated in 2016. They haven't gotten over it. They want to drive him from office. Senator McCain sent his top aide to Europe to get a copy of the dossier so that Senator McCain could send it to the FBI. Senator McCain encouraged Lois Lerner in President Obama's weaponized IRS to deny 501c3 nonprofit status to tea party groups. That's a Republican I'm supposed to admire? I really don't think so. Sue, thank you for your calling. I'm going to try and get one more in before the break. Hi, Michael. You're on The Sue Jeffers Show. Welcome.
2: Hi, thank you. Um, as a former Navy officer, I, I once sent him a note thanking him for his service and respectfully requesting that he retire <laughs> after what he did. But I wanted to comment that during the funeral, my wife and I were watching And she finally got up and said, please shut it off. And her point was that there was all this talk of how forgiving John McCain was. And she said, if he were truly forgiving, then he squandered his last opportunity in death Mm. to forgive President Trump for the comment that Mm. um, so offended him. And she said, what a waste. And she said, "I, I can't watch this anymore. He was not forgiving. So she set it
1: off. Michael, you married a very wise woman. I mean that seriously and with respect and thank you for your service because it's very true. He isn't emulating any of the qualities that we are told, that we are insisted upon. Um, he actually uh, demonstrated in, in life. Michael, thank you so much for your call. I'm up against the break. This is John Gilmore in for Sue Jeffers. Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. The Sue Jeffers Show. John Gilmore sitting in. Stan, I have no idea what that Elvis Costello song was. It wasn't on the play playlist. We're going to have to talk about this in your yearly review. Oh, I'm really yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. I know. Blue chair. No, it wasn't. Understand. No, no, no. That's not blue chair. It's not. It's not. Well, then something must be wrong. You with the will be punished. You will be punished. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to call HR. They'll come in with clipboards. You know how you know the type, right? HR with clipboards. Yep. Anyway, we're back. We're live. We've had a lot of phone calls. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Thank you for taking the time to call in. Sorry to my friend Vincent, who was quite uh, enraged at me, thinking that I disrespected the uh, vets of our country. I'm pretty sure a transcript of the of this uh, show would, would show no evidence of that. So um, it's a misunderstanding uh, in terms of what I was saying. And that's okay, because people are feeling uh, very strongly one way or the other. I'd like to thank Linda for holding through that. She wanted to add uh, to the discussion concerning uh, the late Senator John McCain. Linda, you're on the air. Welcome to the Sue Jeffer Show.
5: Hello. Uh, uh, John McCain was a great deceiver. He deceived the people of Arizona and the people of the United States. He did everything against the Constitution. He wrapped himself in the flag, but he didn't do anything to stop abortion. He didn't do anything to get the government out of education. He didn't do anything to stop Obamacare. And he lied to the people in Arizona and the people of America about immigration. Mm. And I could go on. Mm -hmm. The man was a great liar.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid I have to agree with you, Linda. And I know it does make some people uncomfortable that he's not yet been fully interred. But from the position that I'm standing in, When the attacks are launched at a sitting president who many of us have supported, um, sometimes at great personal risk and uh derision and so forth, and he's not quite two years in and the the funeral which should be dignified I I have a I have a friend who's on Twitter, she has a private account, so I'm not gonna uh, name her. Uh, I love her to pieces. And she said, basically, you know, I'm glad I'm Catholic. We just can't do these sorts of things. There's a structure to the funeral mass and it's bada boom, bada bing. And you can complain before or after, but you don't use the ceremony itself. And I, I think she's right about that. Um, but everyone has uh, all religions have their different uh, rituals for um when, when we pass. Uh, let me ask you a question, though, if you don't mind, Linda. Why is it that you think we're getting this wall of media narrative that he was uh, the best thing since, you know, proverbial sliced bread? Why do you think it's the over-the-top praise of John McCain? What do you think that's all about? That's
5: an interesting question. Um, I think because he he had the R in front of his name as a Republican, but he didn't carry those principles.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And the same thing with Senator Flake; he <laughs> pretends to be a conservative, a, a Republican, and yet he I, I would put him in the same category as uh, Senator McCain.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, the the news media probably uh, likes him and is using him. What is it that, what do they call that when you step on someone else to get where you want to go? Um, they probably didn't care for him, but they see in him an opportunity to get the people to listen to them and uh, bring the nation together to, well, I, I'm one of those conspiratorialists that I believe that there are those that are bringing about a new world order. Mm. And I believe that Senator McCain was a part of it, whether he did it knowingly or ignorantly, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it, it's it's evil, and our government and our news media is involved in this new world order building, and Senator McCain was a part of that, with that, that international... Let's all love each other and come together and be one, but be one as in what?
1: Right, uh, right.
5: this new world order, this antichrist uh, organization. And I'm sorry about the military; they are so emotional about themselves. They think because they served. And what? There's a statement in the movie *A Few Good Men*, where this uh, marine he he's leaving the courtroom. And uh, the naval officer, um, Tom Cruise, says to him, "You don't have to wear a patch on your arm to, to be a, an honorable man." That's right. Well, That's... I think my mother was an honorable woman.
1: I'm sure she, she was.
5: Raised seven children and got up every morning. God bless her. And went to work. God bless her. Hard and loved this country.
1: Absolutely. And
5: she taught it to me.
1: Oh, you're, you're your very fortunate that you had such a mother, and she's very fortunate that you've grown up into an adult woman who appreciates that and can tell other listeners. I really appreciate the phone call, Linda. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you so much.
1: It's my pleasure. And I I think Linda makes a good point. We see it in Minnesota Republican politics. Surprise, because you can see the Minnesota Republican establishment. I'm on Twitter too much. It's a defect or it's an advantage, but that's my choice. And so you're going to have to bear with me. Twitter doesn't win elections, but it shapes narratives and it gives a lot of information about what's going on. And then you can see perhaps slightly ahead of the curve where things may be going. But the Republican establishment in Minnesota, um, for the most part, and speaking broadly, there are exceptions, uh, and and I'm not going to name names yet. I will be getting to naming names in the rest of this first hour and in the second. So stay tuned because I'm done. I'm done. Some of them may be familiar to you. Others will be, you know, when you pick up a clump of sod and there's bugs that scatter away underneath. Yeah, that's the layer that I'll be talking to by name uh, going forward. But the Republican establishment of Minnesota, which is still recovering from the shock of August 14th, and I'll address whether I'm spiking the football, as a friend of mine said on Twitter, because I take that uh, chiding seriously. He's a good person. No need to shame him by calling him my friend. But you see the republican establishment in minnesota still not adjusted to the age of trump and my own view is that there's something for everyone with this president pick and choose use his issues don't use his name but this is what people want and it doesn't have to be uh, a copycat of of the blue-collar billionaire from queens we've got sarah who would like to talk about uh, the john mccain family you're on the air welcome to the sue Jefferson show
0: hi thank hi. You for taking
4: my
1: call my pleasure thank hi. you for calling
4: I, I was telling the screener, I'm very confused and just can't quite get over that that the McCain family excluded Sarah Palin thank from you going thank to you funeral. yes ma'am um how how does she not have any feelings or any heart um she She basically loved the man
0: Mm-hmm. She
4: mm-hmm. she was his running partner. And then for him to come out and say later on that he had made a mistake and that he wished he would have chosen Joe Lieberman. Right. I mean, what what kind of a man, how vindictive he could have thought that and maybe told Joe Lieberman to announce that. And and I just think, you know, the spectacle of this whole pomp and circumstance for him, I, I think it's a spectacle, and I think more funerals, are, especially political ones are going to be like this because they get their little, they all get their two cents in worth to uh, trash someone they don't like or or make statements, you know, and basically lie about, you know, how great he was. I mean, I'm a veteran. I, I
1: respect. Thank you, him. thank you for your service, Sarah. Thank
4: you. My father is a Purple Heart uh, veteran of Korea. Um, Wonderful. Have, Thank my, him. My whole family are veterans and Excellent. I
0: respect
4: him for his service, but mm-hmm. for the political part, I don't have to respect them for having mm-hmm. like 40 years or whatever. Right. I don't have to respect them for
1: mm-hmm. that. I'm really glad so, you said that, Sarah, because um, even though I think Vincent was just objectively flat wrong, you never like to be on the air and hear from a vet who thinks that you have done them a disservice and, um, I'm, I'm glad to know that my remarks previously didn't uh, strike you that way, no, and no, and so you know, thank you for that because it is it is important that if there's something that's confusing or unclear, that it be cleared up and and we understand each other without uh, without that confusion. But I think you're right. The life of John McCain in the military is not what's being discussed today, and certainly it is not what is being um, utilized and and celebrated enough. It would seem to me in the National Cathedral in Washington D.C.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you very much for your thank phone you. call, and thank you and your family for your service. You are I what will. makes America great. Thank you, sincerely. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. And next up is um, Elaine to to weigh in on the John McCain uh, funeral and the controversy surrounding it. Elaine, welcome to The Sue Jeffers Show.
4: Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Thank um, you. You know, although I agree one hundred percent with everything that you've said, one thing crossed my mind somewhere this morning. I wonder how different the country would be if John McCain would have beat Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd be no health. There'd be no um, the health care thing, right? The- I, Racial racial problems would probably not be what they are. Right. And, and that's as far as I've thought about it. Actually.
1: Sure, sure. I think your point, if, if I may, Elaine, you're saying that there would be um, many things that would have been uh, different in a McCain uh, presidency, and a lot of the corrosive problems that uh, President Obama created wouldn't exist right now. Exactly. Great. No, I think that's a good point. Elaine, thank you for calling into the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I always joke with Sue and with Stan, her producer, that I'm simply in the care, custody and control for two hours of her audience. She always says it's your show. And I know what she means by that. She's very gracious about it. And she does let me do uh, anything that that I want pretty much as as, as long as Stan's Finger is on the dump button, which means, you know, there's 10 seconds that you didn't hear because I lost my mind temporarily. But so far, so good, ladies and gentlemen. I've been very uh, struck by the number of callers. This is the most I've ever had when I have substituted for Our Lady of the Airwaves. And it seems to me that the John McCain uh, spectacle, I forget which caller used that term, but it seems uh, spot on. The John McCain spectacle it, it's really unfortunate. I don't think it's going to wear well. I don't think it's the way that somebody who is being uh, bequeathed to history um, should be sent. And I do think his family, to the extent that they've made some of these decisions, uh, have done his memory a disservice. And I don't think I'm a hypocrite for noticing both things at the same time. I just don't. But if you think I'm a hypocrite, quick, dial 651-989-5855. Because there's a lot more to talk about, and we're going to be getting to it. You're listening to The Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.
0: Came to high when it ran from you.
1: Welcome back, Minnesota, to in the Sue ride Jeffers, ride. Jeffers Show. I'm John Gilmore, sitting in for Our Lady of the Airwaves, who, God knows what she's doing at the State Fair right now. Stan, do you know what she likes to eat at the State Fair?
2: I know she likes the cheese curds, from what okay. I remember. Yeah, those but, are popular. Uh, she, she's kind of pretty hush-hush about that fair stuff, so she may be causing... Ruffling some feathers out there, I'm guessing.
1: Well, maybe she'll be. You know, uh, she yeah, I do. She can't help herself. <laughs> no. And, and we like people who can't help themselves because uh, in Minnesota, that's pretty much all people do is help themselves. And uh, we're the we're the worst for it. We don't have any callers right now. Thank you for calling in everyone who was on air. I didn't expect quite that reaction to John McCain. I never know um, from show to show or even when I write for Alpha News, MN.com on Sundays. Uh, whether uh, what I talk about or what I write about is going to find a receptive audience. And it's encouraging to know that those of us who have had a different take from uh, the spectacle of the McCain funeral today are not alone. And I think those voices deserve to be um, heard and we should not be ridden roughshod over. Um, I'm pretty much one who isn't ridden over roughshod because there's no downside to speaking your mind as long as you're not uh, engaging in vulgarities and you don't use ad hominems toward people, disagreeing about policies and the direction of this country isn't only ex- uh, acceptable, um, I think it's, it's essential. I wanna sort of close off on the John McCain matter by reading to you something that a friend of mine sent me. I said on Twitter that the first segment of this show would be a palate cleanser uh, to the McCain spectacle. And it's gone a bit longer than that, but I was grateful for the audience interaction and for the audience to hear other listeners call in and express their views, even, uh, Vincent, who wasn't happy with me, but this is about the last one fifth of Donald Trump's inaugural speech. And if you will indulge me, I think it's worth your, your time to hear it. We will no longer accept politicians who are all talk and no action. Constantly complaining, but never doing anything about it. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. Do not let anyone tell you it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. We stand at the birth of a new millennium ready to unlock the mysteries of space to free the earth from the miseries of disease and to harness the energies industries and technologies of tomorrow a new national pride will stir our souls lift our sights and heal our divisions it is time to remember that old wisdom our old wisdom our soldiers will never forget that whether we are black or brown or white We all bleed the same red blood of patriots. We all enjoy the same glorious freedoms. And we all salute the same great American flag. And whether a child is born in the urban sprawl of Detroit or the windswept plains of Nebraska, they look up at the same night sky. They fill their heart with the same dreams. And they are infused with the same breath of life by the same almighty creator. So to all Americans in every city near and far, small and large, from mountain to mountain, and from ocean to ocean, hear these words. You will never be ignored again. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. And your courage and goodness and love will forever guide us along the way. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. That was the concluding portion of the 45th president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know about you, but it was a tonic for me because... It's exactly right, and he spoke the truth honestly about what our political classes in both parties have failed to do, which is to advance the interest of average Americans, not only not advance them, but to sell them out willy-nilly. And here we have a corrective, you know, for every action, there's an equal but opposite reaction. Well, we're seeing the reaction in the National Cathedral with the John McCain funeral. I think sooner than those attendees realize, uh, they'll come to regret it because it wasn't the appropriate thing to do in a perverse way. And I do feel sorry for the memory of Senator McCain in this way. It has sullied it. Now, maybe they were following and executing instructions explicitly. But if that's the case, then I feel even sorrier. As one woman who called in said, uh, why didn't he have the grace to forgive any number of people in his life? And he didn't seem capable of doing that. Apart from his military service, Vincent, there's very little that any of us should really want to emulate of Senator McCain in our lives, personally or professionally. And let's just keep it, you know, the professional world. Because nobody cares about people's private lives. As long as you leave children and animals out of it, then, then we get to summarily execute you on the street. Kidding. But, but leave that aside uh, and, and leave the, the egregious stuff to one side, just the usual screw-ups that we all make, the, the untidiness of living your life. We're all in that same boat. We're talking about what you do for the country, what you propose and what you try to act upon in exchange for people's votes. And, and when people vote for you, it's a form of trust. Maybe it's guarded, maybe it's all in, but it is a form of trust. And for too long, the politicians in the Uniparty. party have broken and violated and stepped on that trust of the American people. And now whatever you think of President Trump, wrong, right, up, down, sideways, he's trying to deliver on what he promised. John Gilmore, the Sue Jeffers radio show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.